What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Life's a Garden. A very happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Hope you guys have a very festive week. I know uh, it's obviously Monday, and Thanksgiving is on Thursday, but we are going to celebrate the best way we know how in true American fashion by gorging ourselves to the brink of death on food. It's an absolute American tradition, um, and we gotta we gotta hold it strong. So this week is all about the turkey, baby, and uh, just wanted to wish a very happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Hope you guys have a wonderful holiday week. And let's get into today's episode, shall we? I survived my trip from Nashville, barely. Um, blood alcohol was probably just pure alcohol. My blood was pure alcohol by the end of the trip. So I survived. I made it back, and I'm going to tell you all about it, plus a whole lot more. So stick around. It's episode 126 of Life Cigar. Back from the music city, the country capital of the world. Do you know me? I'm usually a, a rocker, a metalhead. But this week, I've gone country. Uh, got my absolute fill of country music. Uh, they don't call it the country music capital for no reason at all. Uh, fantastic time. Great trip. I'm going to tell you all about it. But first, I would be remiss... To not tell you, before that trip, got to see legendary comedian Burt Kreischer here in Billings, and uh, I had to. T- I have to take a moment and at least a- acknowledge that and talk about that. What a great show that was! First big comic I've ever seen. Honestly, uh, I've been to other comedy shows. I guess I s- Doug Stanhope. I saw Doug Stanhope uh, not that long ago. But as far as like major blockbuster type comedians, yeah, Burt Kreischer, number one, first time I've ever seen a comedian in an arena. And I, I got, I got to tell you, I was a little skeptical how I was going to be able to handle that because people are fucking obnoxious. I uh, can't stand people. I've talked about like movie theater experiences before, where I, it's hard for me to focus on what's happening when people are talking or on their phones or doing things like that. And I'll admit I was pleasantly surprised in an arena of all places. Now concerts, that's a totally different thing. It's very hard to get distracted when the music is just blaring your ears off and you're just like, there's lights, there's all kinds of like crazy stuff happening. It's very hard to get distracted and it's reasonable for people to be like jumping up and down and cheering and getting wild comedy or movies or plays Things like that. Clearly, different atmosphere. People getting up, walking around. People on their phones. People chitter chatting. It's you got to be engaged. You got to be able to to focus on what's happening. 
And even for me, like, it's hard for me to watch two people not paying attention because I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're totally missing half the premise. Like, you're missing the premise. You're missing the the punchline. You're not going to get these jokes. For the most part, there was a little bit of that. But for the most part, people were, were fairly well behaved, not a lot of heckling. And Bert's a pro, so he knows how to handle hecklers. He knows how to handle situations like that. Dude crushed. Absolutely uh, hysterical. Told the machine story. If you don't know that one, you can look that one up. That's that's like his classic bit. That's the bit that launched him over the moon. Um, and one of the guys that got me into podcasting because him, Tom Segura, Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, Theo Vaughn, you know, they're all part of that big comedy podcast community that really catapulted me into... Uh, believing that I could do this myself, and here we are 126 episodes later. So that was pretty awesome to get to see him. He talked a little bit about the podcast, things like that. That was kind of an after-the-show type thing. But super cool that I got to see him. Lucky that I got to see him because he had to cancel his next two shows due to weather. Um, he said he flew in on a on a private jet, no, 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 no. Bullshit. I call complete bullshit. First of all, there was a whole story on the news or in, in the uh, article, I guess, on online that his tour bus got stuck in Bismarck, somewhere outside of Bismarck, had to get rescued. So why would he have his tour bus there and not here? So, you know, clearly he took the tour bus here. This snow can can just absolutely piss off. Like, I am done with the snow already this is our first major snowfall of the year already over it and i've talked i like this cold i don't mind the cold at all snow different story the snow is an absolute nuisance makes driving suck makes doing anything outside suck the cold i can i can handle i can handle the cold it's walking through snow it's shoveling snow it's driving on ice all that stuff sucks. The cold itself, we can we can manage that. There's a lot of things I do like about winter. Snow is not one of them. Bert gets stuck in a... I don't know how he made it here, honestly. Like, the, the roads, the visibility, it was all absolute shit. He must have came here early. Like, there's no other way about it. And then from here to Bismarck, got stuck. Had to get... Um, towed out, I guess, and uh, had to cancel his next two shows. So, very lucky that we got to see him with the weather and all that. Um, And thankful. Thankful that I got to see him. It was a great show. Shout out to Burt Kreischer and all that. But yes, the snow, I'm done with it. We're coming into the holiday season. I gotta go out and put up Christmas lights any day now. I'd like to get it done before Thanksgiving, hopefully, depends on how the weather shapes up. If it warms up a little bit, even just a slight bit, I'd like a little bit of that snow to melt. i got to put freaking yard or- yard ornaments in, the blow-ups. That's not going to be fun with snow. So if the snow can melt and make the ground a lot softer, I can actually get those stakes in the ground. Um, yeah, so I, I wish I would have done it a little earlier, but I also didn't want to put up my Christmas lights before Nashville. 
So I held off on that. Um, also with the snow, dude, have you seen bu- Buffalo? That I mean, I, I can bitch about the snow all day, but I'm thankful I don't live in Buffalo, New York. Six feet of snow. Now, six inches of snow, ladies, you know what six inches is, um, six inches of snow is a lot, and yes, I did say a lot, so, so all you fellas out there, don't sell yourself short, six inches is a lot, think about it in snow terms, when you think of six inches of snow, you say, damn, that's a lot of snow, so ladies, I want you to hear, I want you to hear, hear you bitching about six inches ever again, um, but six feet? Are you kidding me? Six feet of snow? That's a whole person. That's, that's, that's higher than the average man. I think the average man is 5'8". Or 5'9". Buried in snow. Dude's buried in snow. Like, ev- the average woman, what is the average woman? 5'2"? 5'3"? She's dying. She, she, can't even, she can't even crawl out of it. That's a lot of goddamn snow. So, thankful to not be in Buffalo. They had to cancel that. Well, they didn't cancel the game. They moved it to Detroit. Uh, another cold game coming up. So, this already happened. Uh, since this is coming out Monday. But, Cat Grizz game. The Brawl of the Wild. One of the oldest rivalries in college football. Montana State versus the University of Montana. It's going down. This weekend, this last weekend, it went down, I should say. Don't know the outcome yet, but I'll tell you right now, let's go Grizz. I have been Grizz all my life. Now, the reason this year's Brawl of the Wild is extra special is because College Game Day is going to be in Bozeman. They've already said it's the coldest college game day in history. Three degrees, I do believe. I don't know if that's the high. I am at, or I think it's three degrees at game time. Not sure exactly. But college game day, legendary, you know, that's the college morning show. So Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreet, Pat McAfee is going to be there. I'm going to wake up bright and early to watch that because that's just so cool that they're broadcasting right here in the great state of Montana for one of the greatest rivalry college football games of all time. Um, like I said, go Grizz. Fuck the Cats. And it's so funny. They're, uh, the University the university of uh, Montana State has been asking fans because classy as they are, Montana State fans have this traditional chant of saying, Eat shit grizzlies. And the, and the university is begging the fans to not do that since it's going to be airing on national television. Which is also cool that it'll be on ESPN. But I'm sure schools have chanted much worse things. Uh, like how about, uh, or, or, or sporting events, let's go Brandon. You know, like that was not what was said. Uh, things much worse things have been chanted at sporting events, and you can't really stop them. I am not. I am a proponent of free speech. So hey, cats fans, bring it on. Say all the things you want. I don't care if your university kicks you out. I really don't. 
And it doesn't matter anyway because the Grizz are going to come away victorious and hoist one of the greatest trophies in college football history. The Great Divide Trophy takes like six O-linemen to carry the damn thing. Don't think I've ever seen a trophy bigger than that in all of sports. So that's going down. Had to make mention of that. Cat Grizz. It's going to be a fun one. It always is. And... um. Let's see what else. What else was going on this week that I wanted to make mention of? <laughs> Already kind of talked about Thanksgiving, I guess. Thanksgiving, yeah, that's going to be fun. We're going to have a good Thanksgiving this year. I think we're just doing a small thing like I always do. And, uh, God. <sighs> presents. Christmas presents. We got cr- Christmas coming up. I just spent... Like, way too much money. Way more money than I had initially intended in Nashville. Like, when I tell you that's an expensive place to go, I'm not fucking around. So, now I'm all stressed out about money because I got my paycheck, went on the trip, pretty much spent my whole paycheck, which was kind of okay considering it was, like, my non-bills paycheck. Like, it wasn't... I got the bit. The next paycheck is for my rent and my car payment and all that shit. So like that's the big one. But now where 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 do uh, presents money come in? Like, <laughs> where am I gonna get money for presents? So, gotta work a little extra hard this week or these next couple weeks, I guess. And that's fine. I have no problem doing that. I just hate stressing about money. All I've ever wanted my whole life is just to be financially free. No, I can spend whatever money I want, no concerns, things like that. Or feel comfortable spending a little extra money than what I'm used to. So, hoping hoping that uh, changes fairly soon. And I will tell you more about that later as things progress. But as of right now, Stressville. Nashville, Stressville. Let's get into it. Let's talk about Nashville, all right? This is what you've been waiting for. Got to tell you all about Nashville. First off, let me give you just an overall um, feelings about Nashville as a whole. Love it. Absolutely love it. Now, we, we left the snow and the cold behind thinking we were going to come down to nice southern... Balmy 70-some degrees. Uh-uh. God had a different plan for us. Now, we did, in fact, escape the snow, which was a very pleasant, uh, not surprise, but a, a very uh, welcoming change of scenery. The, uh, the... T- Sorry. Uh, they must be plowing outside. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? You probably didn't hear it, but I didn't. It scared shit out of me. <laughs> it sounded like somebody was was scraping against my fucking walls or trying to break into my home. I, was, I thought you were going to catch a home invasion on camera just now. <laughs> but anyway, um, where was I? Oh, um, where was I? Oh, the cold. The cold did not, the cold followed us down to Nashville. The week before we left, it was 70 degrees. This week, 60 degrees. 
That's totally doable. While we were down there, 40s. Freezing. Like it was, it, it was, and it's humid down there. So it's a different kind of cold. Like you know, if you know humid cold, it's different cold. Um, the weather didn't wasn't amazing for us, but the overall vibe, especially for me being a music lover, how, how do you not like Nashville? Truly, like I'm not a country fan, but it's not all country. Like yes, it's mostly country, dude. Music's music, man. I love me some music, and that was fantastic. The music aspect of everything was on point. The layout, the the we didn't really go too much far out of downtown. Like we pretty much stuck to downtown. We didn't really get to see more local Nashville, like the outside areas. Stuck, namely to like yeah downtown area. Which was fine. Like, the layout is great. The people. Okay, let me just tell you right now. I'm assuming most people in, in the area that we were in, generally speaking, are tourists. Because we were in a very touristy area. Nonetheless. So nice. Like, I don't think we ran into a single rude person. And I would I would hope to say that that's majority... Just people in general. But it's generally generally speaking, just because we were in Nashville, I will give Nashville the, the single-handed credit of being a very polite city and very welcoming and very just uh, um, kind. Like, everybody was, was really respectful, really nice, not just at the game, or, but everywhere. Downtown, everybody who served us, all the musicians, like everybody was super, super nice. So that was super, that was awesome to, to experience that. As I mentioned previously, very, very expensive. So if you're ever planning a trip to Nashville, come bills loaded because you're going to spend a lot of them. Granted, we also did some things, you know, we did a lot of things that required money, but I'm talking straight up downtown, like, drinking was not cheap, eating, eating was relatively reasonable, drinking was not cheap, that was basically it, and we did a lot of that, so, um, but yeah, that's like kind of my overall assessment of Nashville as a whole, as I said, Highly recommend. That, that's where I'll tell you. I, I highly, highly recommend you check Nashville out. It's a blast. Now, um, flying in. So, first thing I want to say, just uh, getting into the trip. As we're, as we're going to the... You know, I'm going to start telling the day-by-days of the trip, okay? Airport. I haven't... I didn't realize that I haven't flown out of Billings Airport in a very long time. I think the last time I flew out of the airport was... Now, maybe I flew out for when I went to Dallas or, or San Antonio, but I feel like I went to Bozeman both times. So the last time I flew out would have been to Phoenix, and that's been easily four years, four or five years, somewhere in there. And I knew they were doing construction on the airport. Let me tell you, 
looks fantastic. The new airport, that's what you want to fly into. Our old airport was so janky and just so like old school. This new airport is fantastic. Like it's it's because I was bragging before about the uh, the Bozeman Airport and how just like phenomenal that is because that's what you want to see when you come into Montana. Like that's the first thing you see if you're from out of state is the airport and the Bozeman Airport is a very good representation of Montana. This one, oh yeah, it's goddamn beautiful. It's very state-of-the-art. I mean, it's very up-to-date. Let's say that. So we we went over there. We had a couple drinks to start it off. Flew out of uh, flew out of here, Billings. There was like a security alarm going off as we're in line. It's like, attention, attention, an emergency has been reported. Please vacate to your nearest exit. And everyone's just kind of standing around like doesn't give a fuck. It's like... Usually a notification like that at an airport could mean something serious. And I'm looking at like security and TSA and stuff. And they're just like nonchalantly walking around. My first thought was, hey, my nearest exit is right there toward the plane. So that's where I'm heading. I'm following orders. And so uh, we get on the plane. Now let's talk about planes real quick. Uh... (sighs) People, as I previously mentioned also, are annoying. People are inherently, like, you can you can get a hundred people together. And there's going to be a, a select percentage of those people who have zero concern for the people around them. They have zero etiquette. They have zero respect for the people in their surrounding areas. Like have some common courtesy, have some decency, right? You get this you see this in plain view. Like I said movie theaters, um just just in in certain settings. You really see the people who are absolutely disrespectful of your space. And the fact that you are crammed in a literal tuna can with 80 other strangers there's nowhere you can go you're 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 30,000 feet in the fucking air there's nowhere to go you can't escape these people so you're forced in this little can with with people you can't escape from you're, you're trapped you're trapped 30,000 feet in the fucking air every one of these flights, because we flew from here to Denver, and then we flew from Denver to Nashville. So that's four flights total between the way here and the way back, or the way the way there and the way back. Every one of them, somebody's listening to music or listening to some kind of YouTube or some kind of show without headphones. Now, I had headphones. I was listening to my podcasts, or I was talking to my buddy. And the, the just the sheer f- idea that someone would be so clueless to, to do something like this astounds me. Absolutely astounds me. Like, how could you be so 
dumb. Just be so clueless to your surroundings. Um, so anyway, that, and then you got the people who stand up immediately the second you land, uh, the talkers, you always got the talkers, there's people who talk as loudly as they fucking possibly can, as if they can't hear them, they're, they're literally right next to them, people who get up and, and start shuffling through their luggage, like, maybe it's just me, but people do some really goddamn annoying things. And and it could just be me. I'm 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 trapped here in this in this tight little space with all these fucking mouth breathers. And and maybe it's just me being on high uh high alert and I got I got all these sensory overloads going on. I'm flying in the air. By the way, not, like I flying is an amazing form of travel. Like it's it's so incredible the technology that we've been able to create as human beings to be able to fl- literally pack people into this unit fly them halfway across the country and you're there in 4 hours like it's phenomenal it's it's absolutely the greatest doesn't make it any less terrifying every single time i fly i always find myself just clutching my seat when we take off and when we land and let me tell you the landing coming in that we, we, were, we were coming in wobbly because it was all snowing here. And we there was a tiny, tiny plane. Before we came back, we were stuck on the tarmac for like an hour because they had to do maintenance on the plane. The, the plane before that we the gate got changed, the other plane, they had maintenance. The lady said it was because they were missing screws. That's the last thing anybody wants to hear when they get on a plane. That wasn't our plane that was missing the screws. But then we get on our plane, and they're like, oh, yeah, we got some maintenance we got to do. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Maintenance on the plane. They they had to tell somebody they had to get off because it was too, uh, based on the fuel or something like that. The weight was off, so one person had to get off. I'm In my head, I'm like, this is fucking straight up final destination. Somebody's telling me I need to get off this plane. There's maintenance going on. All the warning signs were there. All the warning signs. And I'm like, and it's snowing in Billings. I'm like, God damn, maybe I should get off this goddamn plane. I, I went against my instincts. As you can see, everything went fine. Made it back still. But flying still terrifies me because here's the thing. Car ac- like I understand you're more likely to die in a car accident than in a plane crash. But based on, like, I feel like if something goes wrong in a car, it's it's survivable. If anything goes wrong on a plane, you're fucked. Like, you might as well just kiss your ass goodbye. Because if something goes wrong on a plane, you're fucked. You're absolutely fucked. So we're flying. And here's the other thing I, I discovered, okay? Flying from Denver a couple weeks ago. I straight up told you. I straight up told you. I will never drive through the godforsaken state of Wyoming again. And lo and behold, here I am changing. Like I got to go a, a flight from Billings to Denver to get to Nashville. And it only confirmed everything I've already thought and said. It's an hour and 15 minute flight or an hour and 30 minutes or something like that. That's. You're barely out of Montana in that time. It takes an. It 
It takes an hour and a half just to get from Montana to Wyoming. Like, I'll put up with the, with the douchebag listening to his music. I don't give a fuck. I'm sitting here w- flying over the state of Wyoming just fucking flipping, them all, flipping the, whole, the whole time. I'm just, what's up, motherfuckers? I, I straight up, I, 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 I signaled over to the, uh, to the stewardess. I said, hey, you ever seen the movie uh, uh, Joe Dirt? Uh, I said, first of all, I, I have a podcast called Life's a Garden. You should check it out. Great podcast named after the, show, the movie Joe Dirt. But do you remember a scene in the movie Joe Dirt where um, a, giant, a giant frozen turd uh, is basically a, a, the dumpings of the toilet? Uh, come from a plane and land down on Earth. Is that a real thing? Because I would absolutely love if you would do that over this fucking state. That's what I told her. And uh, unfortunately, that is not a real thing. But um, if 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 I could have pre-prepared, I would have absolutely loaded. Well, I would. I guess you can't. Can't really take bombs on planes anymore. Somebody fucked that up for us. <laughs> but uh, no, I, w- I would drop fucking rocks off the plane. I don't give a fuck. Just sm- just drop everything. I'll-, I'll stick my dick out the fucking plane window and just piss all over it. I'll piss all over the state of Wyoming. I'm flying every time now, baby. It was so quick and convenient. It couldn't have come at a better time. I'm all, like here I am already just like pissed off about that drive and here I get a flight. I get a flight to Denver just to remind myself what a piece of cake that is versus driving every time even the flight back in the snow. I it stresses me out, dude. It stresses me out just like driving in the snow. Flying in the snow ain't no fun. We made it just fine. And I didn't have to deal with it because I, I, I'm not flying the plane. Thank God. Now, another thing I want to say real quick before I just get off the whole case of airports and airplanes. Um, <laughs> on the way back, we're sitting in the airport terminal. Like I said, we got, we got delayed a couple times. So we're just sitting there like I'm on my phone, just playing games, whatever. And this guy behind me. I, I'm eavesdropping on his conversation and he's having this discussion with his wife about how 9-11's a conspiracy. And there's something f- just funny to me about a guy nonchalantly having a conversation in an airport terminal about how 9-11's an inside job. Literally, the, the dude's sitting here going, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It was a it was a controlled demolition. Did you not see how the how the buildings fell? It it's like a controlled demolition. No, Margaret, Mar Mar Margaret, jet jet fuel cannot melt steel. Don't you fucking understand? You show me one shred of evidence. <laughs> you show me one shred of evidence of a plane landing in the Pentagon. I, I have never seen a single video evidence. So anyway, 
Are we having a? We're still having Thanksgiving dinner at Carol's. <laughs> it didn't quite go that way, but I like to imagine that it was. No, dude was literally just having a, a nonchalant conversation about 9/11 in the fucking airport, and something is just absolutely hilarious to me, to me about that. Now let me actually finally get to this trip, okay? I've only talked about how I got there, and 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 all that stuff. First night we get there, okay? Uh, it's late. It's about nine o'clock their time, eight o'clock our time, or nine o'clock central. Okay, it's nine o'clock central. You do the math. You figure it out. I don't know where you're listening from. Um, so it's late. We're not. We already didn't plan on going out anywhere. We just were like, "Fuck it, we'll just hang out in the hotel." Me being the absolute fucking genius that I am, brought my Roku. Now, I originally thought maybe I'll bring my laptop or um, just watch on the phone. No, 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 no. I brought my Roku, which was this tiny thing, super convenient to pack, not like a laptop. Plugged it right into the TV, hooked it up to the Wi-Fi, and lo and behold, we got UFC fights, baby. Bought the UFC fights. Ordered some pizza, literally convenience store right next to the hotel. Ran over, grabbed some beers, and we're just chilling watching the UFC fights. Literally got there right when the main card started. It couldn't have, the timing couldn't have been better. So got to watch the entire main card. Um, man, what fights. Those, those were some good fights. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. Did not disappoint. It was everything we had hoped and dreamed it was going to be. Total banger. Fight of the night. Zhang Weili got it done over Carla. Was not surprised by that in the least. Was, however, well, I'm trying to think if I am surprised by Izzy losing. It's not that surprising, mainly because we've seen this already a ton this year, where fighters have lost their belt, and in the fifth round, no less. Like, we just saw it with Kamaru Usman. And not to mention, Alex Pereira? Fucking animal. Like, the dude is good. And he's beat Izzy twice already. Like, this is Izzy's boogeyman. They're obviously going to run it back. Looking forward to that. It'll be interesting to see how Izzy, like... Now that I feel like the monkey's off his back that he's had to fight this guy again in UFC. But who knows? Maybe that fucks with his head even more. Because UFC... Like, MMA was supposed to be his... His uh, benefit to this fight because he has more MMA training versus just kickboxing. Like he knows a little bit more and he's had more experience and he's fought five rounds. He's defended his belt so many times and no disrespect at all to Israel Adesanya, one of the greatest UFC middleweights of all time. But give it up to Alex Perea for fucking pulling it off in the fifth round, man. Dude's an animal and it'll be fun to watch it again. I've watched all those fights twice. I watched it again when I got back. But, uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. We watched the UFC fights. Went to bed. We knew we had the game early the next day. So we go to bed, get up. Uh, The hotel. Now, the hotel we stayed at, kind of in a, like, not. I I, I don't even want to say sketchy part of town. Like, it really wasn't. Like, there was nothing sketchy about it. The rooms were nice. It wasn't like a Marriott. It was just a local hotel. It's called the Knights Inn. But it's like 10 blocks from the stadium. And it was only like 100 bucks a night. Like super cheap. 
Um, super convenient location wise. Ubers downtown were only like ten bucks. We could we walked downtown several times too. So got up, got ready for the game. Wa- uh, we walked downtown first to get some breakfast. We we had breakfast at the Sun Diner, is what it's called. It was an Elvis themed diner. The way it was set up was really cool too because it's like it's like an open kitchen. Like classic diner style, and then there's like three U-shaped bars, so you so you just sit down at the bar. There's servers on each bar. They have all their serving station stuff right there. F- had a fantastic uh, country fried steak, dude. It was it was so good. Filled ourselves up with breakfast. Walked over to the game. Uh, first first thing, we're walking up. Now here. Every road game, every road game I've ever been to, I've been welcomed with open arms by Broncos fans because because all Broncos fans, you know, you get Broncos fans tailgating and stuff, and you gotta you gotta be in numbers. You gotta you gotta find your allies when you're in enemy territory, and never has it happened in Denver that I've been like offered a drink or offered to come hang out at a tailgate. Right away, we're walking up to the stadium. I just hear, what's up, bro? Like, hell yeah, go Broncos. And I'm like, I'm just, you know, yeah, man. And he goes, you want a beer? And I go, fuck yeah, I do. And then Robert, buddy I'm with, he's a Titans fan. And he goes, fuck that guy. He don't get no beer. And he's like, I'm just playing, man. He hands us both a beer. We crack him up. We're, we're drinking, talking to the guy. We're just having a little conversation, whatever. We go on our way. They had like a little a fan tailgate area, just just kind of outside the stadium. It was still part of the stadium, but it was just outside. Big stage. They got live music. Um, cheerleaders are out there dancing. They got a big bar area. Probably spent a lot of my money at the game because they're like twelve dollar beers. But, um, coldest game I've ever been to. Like it was, I think it was like 30 degrees at game time with the wind chill. I've been to eight games in Denver, Colorado, and this was the coldest one I've ever been to. This is the coldest game I've ever been to. Um, I had to get like, my hands were so fucking cold. I was like, I don't know if like, I was like, I gotta get some gloves or something. And of course there's nothing but Titans stuff around and I'm and damned if I'm going to be a cuck and buy some Titans gloves just to keep, I'll lose function of these digits before I cuck out on some other team sh- fucking merch there's no chance but they were cool enough to sell just straight black gloves so that's I straight I that's how cold my hands were I bought gloves at the game and uh not really going to talk too much about the game. We suck again. Like, story of our lives. Again, we held them to less than, we held our opponents to less than 20 points, but we couldn't manage to score 20 points. So, what are you going to do? Like, it's all offense. Not even going to get into it. Not even going to dive into how shitty my football team is, okay? We lost the game. It's all good. I'm glad. Robert got to see his team win in Nashville. Another thing is, up until now, I was 3-0 on the road. So this broke my undefeated streak at road games. And it was a close fucking game. We, we still could have won. 
God, the, that that was honestly more than anything what pissed me off was that I, my, I lost my undefeated streak on the road. So the game gets over. Uh, nothing really crazy happened at the game. To my, you know, not not to my. Oh, Jelly Roll got to see Jelly Roll. He was at the uh, halftime show, so that was kind of cool. He only played one song, which I guess is about all you can do at a halftime show. But that was cool. Um, and then yeah, nothing really overly to report on the actual game. So we head back downtown after the game. We're just in this sea of zombie-like people, you know, walking through. Cause and downtown just got slammed after the game. This was an uh, afternoon or this was a noon game. So by the time we get downtown, it's about three or four ish around in that area, and it's just Slamsville. So we um we kind of just start bar hopping a little bit, trying to remember if like we had to have eaten, but I don't remember what or where we ate on that first night. Did we? I don't remember. Probably. But anyway, so we're bouncing around all these different bars. You know, we we go to the world-famous Tootsies. Music everywhere. Like, every single bar has live music. And not only does every bar have live music, they got three floors of live music. Because every bar is, like, two or th- like three or four floors, including a, a rooftop bar. Like, every bar seems to have a rooftop bar. With live music on every single floor, which was awesome. Um, why am I? I know we ate, and I wish I could remember where it was. Do we have a burger somewhere? Ah, fuck! I'll have to think about it after the show. I really can't remember. We did eat. I do remember eating because we we were walking around and we went to like this food court, and I was like, no, 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 let's get some local food. I want to get something local. By the way, the pizza we got was local too. We didn't eat no Pizza Hut. So we're hang, um, bouncing around bars, and m- my buddy, he goes, they got any strip clubs around here? And I'm like, whew, now you're talking my language, pal. Um, yeah, let's look them up. So I... um. Oh, yeah, never mind. I was trying to check to see if I'm, I'm I'm trying to get all the points. I gotta get all the points. Yeah, so strip club. I'm looking all over uh I'm looking all over the maps for them. Two okay, so there's two right downtown, both of them male strip clubs. And I'm like, that you might be interested in that, Val, but not me. So let's God, I keep hearing noises. Freaking me out up in here. Um there's my heater turning on this time. So, walking distance. I mean, it's it, the, this one's like maybe 10, 15, 10, 15 blocks, something like that. So, we walk to the strip club. It's a BYOB place, so we grab some beers. We go in. Now, this is, the fir- this is his first time at a strip club. This dude's never been to a strip club before. I've been to a couple, and, well, I've been to one a couple times. And let me tell you, this was a legit strip club. The one I've been to, I don't know if y'all been to Planet Lockwood. Whatever trailer park shit that is, this looks like something that you go to in GTA. 
there's literally like a, a hallway of just private rooms. You go into the main stage. The stage is right there in the middle. The lights, the decor, big old couches. You got these like podium, like it's like partitions with um, it's partitions with uh, just like for for just like little strip or not strip dances, lap dances. And we're sitting there, and uh, my buddy has this stack, stack of money. And I told, and he was already pretty buzzed up. He was pretty tuned up. And I told him, I was like, dude, this is your first time here. I need you to hand me that stack of money so I can hold on to it because I already, like, I know where your head's going to be. I know how this is going to go. You're going to get hog wild and you're just going to start throwing money away and you're going to be broke by the end of the night. This is night one, my guy. We got to hold on to, like, I will, I will give you cash and I'll make sure you're paying these girls what they, you know, what it's worth. But if you get, if you get too crazy, you're going to just spend it all. And they're gonna and they're going to try to take all of it. Trust me. I've been here, I've done this game before. So he hands me his money. I go grab us a stack of ones each. You know, we're watching them dance. Full nude, by the way. Not just topless, full nude. You know, we're just chilling, drinking our beers, throwing out some ones. And uh I'm like, you know what? Let me let me get this fellow a lap dance. So I walk over to the hottest one there. Lap dance was like 30 bucks so for two songs. So I um I get her that. Or get him that. He he gets his lap dance. And uh that pretty much just opened the doors. Like now they're over here asking us all like over and over if we want lap dances. I'm just like, listen, ladies, we're chilling for tonight. Like, yes, we will be getting lap dances throughout the night, and I will be sure to let you know when I am ready for one. But we're gonna be here for a while. Like, I'm just trying to hold them off because otherwise, like I said. It's just, and I get it. I get that that's what they're there, like that's their job. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, to keep the vultures at bay. And uh, man, he, he, that, I, I get it, man. I remember my first lap dance, and it's just like it's intoxicating. It really is. Like the smell, that's kind of gross. But there is a like the perfume, the her breathing on you. Uh, just obviously the visual aspect of it, but like all of it is very intoxicating and it makes you want more and more and more. Now, here's the other thing. This place had a deal for a hundred bucks and it was only like a, a special offer until like nine o'clock or whatever. A hundred bucks gets you in in one of those private rooms, full new, because the lap dances were not full. They were just, they were still clothed like in their ba- uh, bikini or underwear or whatever they were. The back room, full nude, you can touch them, and they feed you alcohol. I'm like, well, this just sounds like an absolute trap. Sounds pretty cr- like awesome, but an absolute trap. I got this one girl comes up to me. She like they did like a thing called dollar dance where it's just like you get a, a quick lap dance for a dollar. So I'm like, here's five dollars. Like I'm not gonna just pay you a dollar to give me a lap dance. Like here's five bucks. You know, she gives me a quick lap dance. Super cute. And then she's really trying to like seduce me into going back to one of those back rooms. And at this point, I've had enough alcohol that I'm like starting to get tempted. And that's when I know it's time to go. So I tell her, I'm like, well, you know what? I, I, I just got to go break some cash. And I swear to God, I will get a, I will, I will go do that with you. I swear to God, I will come find you. You're the one I want to go do that with. So let me just go break some cash real quick and I'll be back. I lean over to Robert and I say, 
Time to get the fuck out of here because now I'm getting tempted and I'm about to go broken this some bitch. So we leave and that made me think, okay, let me just say this. I so I swear to god that I'm going to do something. I don't do it. So, how can but the thing that I I swore that I was going to do that I didn't do was a very debaucherous type thing. So how conflicted was God that I swore on his name, didn't act upon it, but the thing that I avoided acting upon was uh, some, like, de- debaucherous shit. So uh, just a funny thought that that's got to be very conflicting to God. We go back downtown, go to this place called Printer's Alley. Printer's Alley is like a, like a dive bar section of downtown. Super cool. Like, a lot cheaper drinks. Not cheap drinks, but a lot cheaper than than Broadway. Um, so, we on, on Printer's Alley, we decided to go to this karaoke bar. Of course. Like, you know me. Karaoke bar's there. I'm going to be in it. Like, I'm going to be there singing. Um, sang a couple songs. It was like, five, you had to pay five bucks to sing. Everything costs money down there, dude. Everything costs money. So I'm paying five bucks each time to sing, which was fine. It made it easier to get on the list and whatnot. And uh, I can't, whatever. I don't. I don't really remember exactly what I sang, but I know that I. Cl- I was like, you know what? I'm. I'm hearing all these people sing and stuff, and we we're hanging out with just random groups of people. Like like I said, everyone was so nice. They're just inviting us over to their tables because I'm wearing my Bronco stuff. He's wearing his Titan stuff automatic conversation piece and um i'm just like you know what fuck it i'm gonna blow the roof off this place i'm gonna i'm gonna bring out my heavy hitter i go up there i sing uh what's it called journey just a small town girl what's the name of the song don't stop believing i I sing don't stop believing halfway through the song completely blow my voice out like I so I so rather than blow the roof off the ta- place, I fucking blew my voice out, blew my balls off at the strip club, tried to blow blow the roof off the place, instead blew my voice out. So complete left turn from what I was intending to do. Felt like an idiot for that. Uh, both our phones died, so I was like, dude, we got to get out of here before we get blackout drunk or before we uh, get lost because we have no way to Uber home. So we had to walk all the way back to the hotel. Next day. My feet and ankles are killing me because just as much walking as we did, the cold weather, like the cold really dries my skin out. So I was getting cracks on my heels. That sucked. But um, pretty much our whole plan for that day was just to go downtown and, uh, and get fucked up. So day two, we go downtown. First thing we do, get some Nashville hot chicken. So we got we went to Prince's. We got the Nashville hot chicken. That was something I, I had on my bucket list for for our trip. So we got that done. That was it was all right. You know, I'm not a spicy food guy. The chicken was good. Like that's all I'll say about that. I'm not it didn't blow my balls off. Then we go to Kid Rock's bar. Okay, Kid Rock's got a bar down there. Best bar. That that we went to at least we didn't go to every bar so I can't say that but it was our favorite one 
we just go and sit down. We're sitting at the bar. We got a spot right there at the bar, right before it got super busy. We're ordering drinks. Now, here's, here's the thing. When I say it's expensive drinking, $9 for a bottle of Coors Light. You know that's what I'm drinking, Coors Light. 16-ounce bottle of Coors Light is $9. That's almost stadium prices. And I'm like, Kid Rock, more like Kid Ripoff. Jesus, but but here's the thing. I thought it was just the Kid Rock bar. Uh-uh. It's every bar on Broadway. So everybody's ripping you off down there. Think about it. Like, what's the wholesale price of a bottle of beer? Like, 20 cents? And you're charging $9? That's insane. Kid Cock working down the block. I am American Dumbass. That's a callback from a long time ago, if you remember that episode. But anyway, so we're and the decor, everything, the stage setup, it's like a heightened stage, and then there's a higher platform for for like the drums and other spots. Like the whole setup was super super cool. Um, and then this band starts playing called Jackson and the Caps. Now I want to shout out Jackson and the Caps, best band we saw the entire time. They're do, you know every band down there is a cover band. And, uh, every, honestly, I don't think we saw a bad band, but this was the first band that really did everything. They didn't just do country. They did some country, but they did rock. They even did, they did, uh, some Snoop Dogg. Like they did all kinds of stuff. So versatile. They had a fiddle player. They had a female vocalist who I can't believe isn't famous. Like she has an amazing voice. The guitar player. Dude was shredding. He, he played Van Halen. He played Metallica. Like, he was shredding. And he sang. And he rapped the Snoop Dogg song. Like, that dude was the shit in that band. But every single one of them. Super, super talented. Um, you could tip him 20 bucks for a request. We did that. So we're sitting in there. We're in there for like four hours. Because that's how long the band played. We watched the band from start to finish. And it was the best time. It was like a con. No, that's why I had no. You know, I'll tip them twenty bucks. That's like the price of a concert, you know. And it was so well worth it. Like that was one of the highlights of the trip. And uh, <laughs> our tab at the end, we had we had an appetizer, and Buddy bought a shirt. Two hundred and thirty dollars, mostly alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was not cheap. So anyway, um yeah, we did the Kid Rock bar and then we kind of just bounced around a little more. We went back to Printer's Alley. I think we were planning on going back to that karaoke bar. I was like, let's check out a couple other places, you know. Let's let's kind of look around. I don't want to go to the same places every night. So we went to this blues bar. We're uh chilling in the blues bar. I'm just sitting up at the at the. We're kind of up by the bar, and I, and at this point, dude, I'm I'm certain Robert is going to, uh, like fall over or fall down a flight of stairs. Like he's fucked up. That kid rock bar did him in because he was drinking vodka, lemonades and shit. So he was he was really tuned up. We um, we're. Sitting there, I'm fine. Like, I'm sitting there fine. I'm having this nice conversation with this old couple from Canada, just talking about what we're doing, 
how our night's been, just little things like that. This band on stage is like super cool. And all of a sudden Robert stands up and just like waltzes out the door. He like goes outside and I'm like, hmm, maybe I had to take a phone call or something. And they're like, I'm like, my friend's a little intoxicated. And they're like, yeah, we could tell. Sitting there having like talking to these people more. About ten minutes later, I get a phone call. Hey, it's Robert. Um, or no, well, it is Robert. And he's like, Hey, uh, yeah, we gotta go. I'm like, Huh? I was, yeah, I, uh, I just threw up everywhere. I was like, Oh fuck. And it was like it was like nine or ten o'clock at this point. So, I wanted to stay out a little later, but at the same time, I kind of used him as an excuse to get to go home early or go back to the hotel early because I knew if I stayed out too late, I was going to get blackout drunk. And if I, uh, and if I, uh, stayed out or I was either going to get blackout drunk and I was going to lose all my money. That's basically what was going to happen. So we went back to the hotel. Robert fucking orders Taco Bell. Cause he's, he just puked up all his dinner. <laughs> And uh, anyway, so next morning, day three, we uh, went and did Top Golf. That was cool. Started off the day at Top Golf, dude. I drank a bucket of beer. That's how I I start. We were there for three hours. I drank a whole bucket of beer by myself. We had some appetizers there too. And <laughs> so by the time we were done, by the way, I fucking sucked at Top Golf. Like my arm was so sore the next day, my side. And Robert kicked my ass every time, and that pissed me off. Like, I, I get so, so overly competitive, and I hate losing shit. But I lost my ass at fucking Top Golf. So, um, but by the end of it, man, I got a good buzz going. And it's, it's, um, like one or two o'clock, something like that. And I'm, and so I'm like, you know what? I guess I'm fucking getting drunk today. Like, Robert got drunk last night. It's my turn to get drunk. So, because I, I, I had good buzz going every time, but I had not been, like, fucked up yet. We get downtown again, and I've already got a good buzz going. We decide, you know what, let's, let's go to the Nashville Predators game, okay? So we, we bought tickets earlier that morning to go to the hockey game, Nashville Predators versus the um, Minnesota Wild. I'm an Avs fan. I hate both those teams. But whatever, hockey's fun. I'll go watch a game. They were cheap. We had pretty good seats for like 70 bucks. It was nothing. So uh, we go downtown. We uh, go get over to the... We like, you know, had a, had some food somewhere else, I think, and ended up going to the game. We're chilling. We're uh, hanging out, watching the game. It was, it was an okay game. I think it ended 2-1, to one, like so not high scoring or nothing. Uh, chilling, talking to all... You know, I had some wild fans in front of me. I had some uh, Predators fans next to me. Have a great conversation with these guys. You know, I'm an ass fan, and I'm talking to these guys. Everybody's nice. Everybody's super nice. I uh, It's like five minutes left in the game. And I get up to go to the bathroom, and I lean over to the Nashville fan, and I go, I, I was like, hey, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go get myself kicked out of here, all right? Joking. Totally just joking like, about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you totally should. That'd be hilarious. So I go to the bathroom, I come out, and, I, and I'm just like, hmm, what could get me kicked out of here that doesn't require me, like, fighting somebody or doing something super, like, mean or 
like being a total piece of shit. So I just start walking down the concourse, just going, let's go avalanche. And I'm like, I, I, I was like, predators suck. Let's go avalanche. And, and nothing was really happening. Finally, this one guy goes, shut the fuck up. You suck. And I go, fuck you. Fuck the wild. Fuck the predators. Fuck everybody in this building. Finally, and then this uh, staff member comes up and is like, sir, I'm going to need you to quiet down, to calm down. You're being a little loud. And I go, yeah, or, or what? And she goes, well, or I'll have to ask you to leave. And I'm like, well, I said I was going to get kicked out, didn't I? In my head. And I look at her and I go, all right, I'll, I'll be quiet. Soon as you stop sucking, and she goes, I think you've had I think you've had enough to drink. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. And I go, Thank you. I was like, Will you please escort me out of here? And we just walked out and I, so I had planned on getting kicked out. I, I did it as, as least as least vulgar as I well, I guess I was pretty vulgar, but not as shitty as I could have done it. So, made for a good story. I can always say I got kicked out of the Predators game. Just a total menace. <laughs> I'm like, just total... I I had to get out of there before I went full Nash villain on those guys. But, uh... And, and, and the funny thing is, so Robert really wasn't drinking that much. And when I told him I got kicked out of the game, I could tell he was, like, kind of irritated we went back to the Kid Rock Bar because we're like, you know what? Let's close our night the same place w- that we had the best night here. Let's go to the Kid Rock Bar. So we go over there. We're having a drink. And I could just tell Robert is just not having any of it. I think he, I, I think he got kind of irritated with me because I was so drunk and obnoxious. I got myself kicked out of the game, kind of. Like, I did. I did technically get kicked out of that game. And then... uh just the, everyone else around, and and the fact that he wasn't that drunk. If he obviously had been drinking, he'd be having a better time. So I was finally like, you know what? Let's just get the hell out of here. Like I'm fine to go home. I've had enough fun t- today and and this whole weekend. So let's get the hell out of here. Took the over back home or back to the hotel, and that was all she wrote, baby. So that was my entire trip to Nashville. Overall, I give it an A plus. Absolute blast. Would one hundred percent go back again and i highly recommend uh check out the kid rock bar if you go tootsies was pretty cool printer's alley for sure um yeah that's 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 the whole trip in a nutshell right there um i'm trying to think if i left anything out but i don't think i did i think that's pretty much everything so that's that baby that's the whole trip, and um, it was pretty wild. It was pretty fun. Uh, oh, you know what? Here's what I'll say. I'm, I'm going to say this, too. Th- this is how we'll close the show, okay? Um, first of all, let me just say this, because it is Thanksgiving week. Um, let me talk about what I'm very thankful for, okay? And and think about what you're thankful for. This is, this is a very important thing with Thanksgiving. Like, I think it's kind of a tradition that gets lost, is the thankfulness of it. So... I am very thankful for my family, first and foremost. I'm very thankful for my friends, all all the people that I love in my life. I'm very thankful for all of them. 
Um, I'm very thankful to all of you for listening and for supporting this podcast. Um, I'm thankful to my bandmates. I'm thankful to everybody who supports my band. I am, most importantly, I've had a lot of self-reflection this last couple of weeks. You know, I was going through some stuff there. I was going through some uh, personal turmoil. It seemed like is how I it's how I felt. And most importantly, I am thankful for myself. And I think that's very important that we that we acknowledge that that we are thankful for ourselves. I'm thankful that I myself have decided to be a good person that I have decided to act to 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 lead my life in a very positive way and to do right by others and to make people laugh and have a good time like I I treat myself good I treat myself by going on trips and I treat myself by uh taking care of my body and taking care of my mind and and things like that so I'm very thankful that I have self-awareness and I have the ability to recognize things that are good for me and things that are bad for me and I can choose right from wrong. Some people don't have the capability. Some people are, are narcissists. Some people are um, self-destructive. And I'm very thankful that I have none of those qualities. Maybe some to to a small extent. I think we all have have some bad qualities. We definitely all have, have some bad qualities, but for the most part, I'm very thankful to, to uh, the fact that I have a good head on my shoulders. And I think it's important that we all acknowledge that. I am very, very content with my life. I'm very happy with who I am. I'm very happy with what I have in my life. And though things seem like, you know, Though we go through things and and things don't always work out the way we want them to or there's certain things that we think we need in our life and then they don't happen or things don't go the way we want them to, in the end, it's all good because all you really need is yourself because that's the only person that you're with all the time. So you just got to be able to put up with yourself and, and love yourself because that's truly who you are stuck with. And so for that reason, I'm thankful for myself. Um, I'm back, baby. I'm fully back. It's all, I, I'm me. I'm me. You're you. And we're all here together. And, um, from my bottom, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you for sure for supporting this podcast, for supporting me. And, um, be thankful for your family. Be thankful for, for whatever it is you're thankful for. Really acknowledge those things. Really put those to heart. And um, most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it. You've got, you've got.